Aston, stop touching it. Aston. All right, we are live. <laughs> <laughs> We're live. We're live. How how are you guys? All right, so what day is it today? I'm lost. It's uh, Tuesday, I think. Oh, happy Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Are you sure? Yeah. That would be embarrassing. Aston, stop doing wrong. that. Yeah, that's right. The, the, cat, the cat has a, a little fish toy. And it, it, yeah. <laughs> so he's making noise while we're shooting. We didn't lock him up today, so this is terrifying. It could be a lot of meowing going on. Okay, so there's a story. Apparently, um, I didn't know about this. My brother just wrote me and was like, hey, Chris, did you start this? And apparently the Gateway Pundit uh, just uh, published a, a story about Donald Trump in an interview where they asked him about Meghan Markle running for president. Well, they already asked him once uh, a long time before, but not a big, about presidency, about just what is... What do you think about her? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not a big fan of her and I wish good luck to Harry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, well, here's so here's the thing. This is not a news story like we're normally presenting. This is a bit of a... This is a bit... <laughs> Shh, quiet, Aston. We're working, buddy. Um, this has been a personal news. Well, maybe it might be personal news. It might not be, but, uh, let's have a look here. So, oh, oh, no, I always do this. Least professional show on YouTube. Okay. There we go. Um, oh, and, and we got one of these little manager privacy things. Okay, great. So Aston, come on, what are you doing, buddy? So it says here, uh, it says here, I hope that happens. I'll have an even stronger feeling toward running. I'm not a fan. Trump responded to news that Meghan Markle may run for president and do we have a video here i just i literally just got this just before we started uh of the show so let's let's uh watch this and see what he says yep isn't it isn't it a yes they do mr president i'm glad you came on to talk about all of the success that you had uh in your turn because it certainly was significant uh as we wrap up here, Mr. President, what, what was your take on Meghan Markle uh, now saying she, uh, meeting with Democrat operatives, she may want to run for president? Well, I hope that happens, because uh, if that happened, then I'd be, I think I'd have a, an even stronger feeling toward running. I'm not a fan of hers. Uh, I think that what she talks about, the royal family and the queen, I happen to think I know the queen, as you know. I've met with the queen, and I think the queen yes. is a tremendous person, and I am not a fan of Meghan. Mr. President, it's wonderful to catch up with you once again. Please come back soon. Stay well. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you. Thank you so much. So the, there, there is this thought, I don't know if this is true or not, but my, uh, my brother had this thought that maybe, oh, hold on a second, got, uh, my brother had this thought that maybe that was because of a video I recently published. Because, so, so Meghan Markle's in the news, obviously, because of her interview with Oprah, but there was also an article ages ago about her potentially thinking about running for president. And so I made a video about that, about the feasibility of her running for president, just all about Meghan Markle. And uh, <laughs> and after the after the Harry and and Meghan Markle Oprah interview, I, I didn't want to do a new video, but I thought, well, people may have missed that video about her potential running for president. So I'll re-upload that. People can watch that again. So I uploaded it again. 
it got a, it, it didn't get very many views, but um, I, I know that there are some Fox uh, producers, some people over at Fox that do watch my show. So it's possible that I might have inspired that question that got to the president. So that's always fun. I've been seeing like very low numbers lately with my YouTube channel, and it's unbelievably frustrating. It's like driving me nuts because, you know, you want as many people to hear your ideas, hear your, your show as possible. And when the numbers are, 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 are sinking, which I, I think has a lot to do with YouTube censorship, because, well, I have a lot of reasons to believe that. I'm not going to get into it, but the... Um, it looks like YouTube's like really, really put their boot down. But it's good to know that possibly Maria Bartiromo's people are watching the show. So if that's true. Hi, Maria Bartiromo's people. Thank you. Thank you for watching my show. I don't think they they were toxic masculinity, but Mr. Reagan. They might watch. Yeah, they might not watch this one. They might watch Mr. Reagan. But anyway. Um, did you forget the intro? Oh, I, I did forget the intro. I always forget the intro. Thank you, darling. You guys ready for the intro? Yep. Let's do this. Toxic masculinity. I love that. I love that intro. Oh, I have it on a loop. I, I need to take that off. But anyway, uh, do we have any uh, personal news? Anything going on with us in the world? No. Oh, I had a I had a massive realization today, which is that any time <laughs> I pet the cat, Valeria gets jealous. <laughs> I didn't realize that before. She's kind of a little possessive over the cat. And I, I went to go get my socks today, and the cat was, like, on top of the area where I get my socks. And I, I was like, hey, little buddy, and I gave him a pet. And Valeria's looking over at me like, what, what is this? What is this? You're hanging out with my cat. That's totally inappropriate. So, uh, yeah, so I guess I guess I got to leave the cat to Valeria. He loves her way more anyway. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of renting a, a space in the house. He likes you, too. No, I mean, it's like your guys' house, and I'm just, like, here, hanging out with you guys. Anyway, so uh, with with all that important news out of the way, should we get to it? Should we get to the news of the day? Of course. Hiking has a diversity problem. Oh, Hiking, oh like I a... didn't send you the I didn't send you the other ones. You did. That's no, your last... I, I, I have updated... I have an updated version. Did you see, guys? <laughs> did you see that? And then he will beat me later. Oh, oh. Because that's not his mistake. That's my mistake. That means ask. The other way around. <laughs> the other way around. Okay, let's see here. All right, so I sent you the other one. So I'm calling this story now. I'm calling the story. Apparently, now hiking is racist. So that's what I'm calling it. But it's essentially the same thing. Hiking has a diversity problem. Apparently. Now hiking is racist too. Okay. Yeah, now race. Yeah, there's also racist. Everything's racist, guys. Everything's racist. So let's go ahead and switch the camera so you guys can see the story we're talking about here. All right, hiking has a diversity problem. So the LA Times has published this article, and this is actually something I noticed a while back. I was looking for. I looked. I tried to find articles on this, other articles, other things. But I was. I noticed this a while back that that PBS was actually posting ads about black people hiking in the woods and about how they needed to fill up spaces that were too white <laughs> with with people of color because you didn't you because it was it was somehow bad that there were places in America that were too white that had that had a majority white people and didn't really have any representation of people of color and therefore people of color needed to make their hey buddy all right we get a little bit of a guest star here um 
who needed to make their presence known in the woods. And uh, so let's go ahead and read this. So they're still up to their old games, demanding that, uh, that the woods be filled with people of color here in America. It's, uh, okay, let's see here. Long-time oppression. Aston, what are you doing, buddy? You're stealing the show. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is highly embarrassing, ladies and gentlemen. I, I do apologize. Oh, now he's showing you his bum. Right, Actually, this it. the sign of the um, not the respect from the cat. Like I heard he something like this. Yeah, that, that means he li he likes you. It's a sign of respect. That's the most vulnerable space. I've often said that about women. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That that just came to me. Bad joke. Bad joke. All right, <laughs> let's let's try to read this. <laughs> It could have been far worse. It could have been far worse. That that oh. was just that was a... <laughs> okay. Look at this. Look at this. She hardly ever laughs at my jokes. You notice that guys? She'll occasionally give me like a charity laugh. But this one, this uh. <laughs> almost like borderline misogynistic joke has her in tears. She's trying not to cry. All right, let's see here. Uh, has her in tears in a good way, by the way. <laughs> I, should, I should make that clear. All right, let's see here. The, the story is... Okay, I don't care about that. Long-time oppression and historical barriers have kept many people of color from feeling comfortable in, in the American outdoors. Now that, may be, now that may be changing. Groups in Southern California and around the nation have made it their goal to introduce people of color to nature in a positive way. <laughs> we want to just ease them in. We know nature can be scary. So... We want to we wanna, uh, introduce them to nature in a positive way. Uh, their mission is to remove barriers and to help people experience the connection, whether they're seeking fitness, healing, personal uh, accomplishment, or knowledge about the outdoors, uh, about all the outdoors has to offer. For many, the first step is going on a hike. Uh, here are the groups working toward a more diverse outdoors. Okay. And then they list these Latino outdoors, hike, club. Black neighborhood, black girls trekking, outdoor Asian. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> is it really called outdoor Asian? Outdoor Asian. I'm sure my buddy Kurt would have a good joke about that. He, after all, is Asian. Half Asian. Um, let's see here. Disabled hikers and American Hiking Society. Well, I imagine disabled hikers is probably a good one, but the rest of these are absurd. Okay, so here's the re here's the reason why I think this is so stupid. Um, like I said, I saw this PBS thing where they were posting these ads about how we needed to put people of color in place in spaces that are dominated by white bodies, you know, or something like that. You know, that's how they talk. The leftists are crazy. Um, but, but so I started looking this stuff up and you see this all over the place. This was, um, July, 2020 America's national parks face an existential crisis over a race. It's an existential crisis. Check this out, folks. All right. Now, keep in mind that I think white people make up something like 60% of the population. Um, oh, sorry, uh, 58% now. I, we're we're re reducing our, in our numbers. But apparently in, national, in the national parks, they did a 10-year survey that indicated that 77% of people that are visiting the national parks are white. And so this guy, David Vela, says, well, that tells me we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Those numbers are fine. That's fine. 
If 77%... Because here's the thing, guys. And this is why this all pisses me off so much. It may be... And hold your breath. This is going to be sound very provocative and controversial. I don't know if you guys can take it. You might be want to sit down for this. It might just be that white people like to go out exploring in the woods more than other people. Well, if they will take swimming, that will be like 99% white, white and 1% black. Cause... Well, but then you got Hispanics and Arab people and all that. Okay, 95 <laughs> 95. It is true. For some reason, white people like swimming more than other races, it seems. I don't know why, but black people are it afraid is... of swimming. Yeah, I have a black friend, and we did a photo shoot once, and we went into a pool, this black girl that I know, and she freaked out. And she just kept yelling, black people don't swim, black people don't swim. So water is racist, or what? Yeah, water is racist. Well, I don't know. It's a cultural thing, I guess. Black people don't learn to swim or something i don't i don't really know but black people don't like it they don't like swimming they, they, i don't know it's kind of a thing but um but yeah but but yeah the, the national parks thing it could just be a matter of taste it could just be a matter of preference um i posted about this on twitter and somebody posted what did they write exactly they go okay they said something like um because all of us with with black friends know how much black people have been desperate to get into the woods all these years like they're always talking about going hiking and skiing and stuff. Like, I, it, it, there are certain cultural differences. I'm, I don't know if it's just purely cultural or there's some kind of genetic component that that pro provides people a predisposition towards something. Or, but see, like this is sort of the difference between what we're talking about when we talk about equity versus equality, right? Literally, everyone has the opportunity to go skiing. Every, I mean, if you have enough money to get a lift ticket uh, and ski rentals. Um, and that can be a little bit expensive. That can be a little bit expensive. Um, but poor white people are just as screwed as everybody, poor anybody else. Like if you're poor and you're a black person or Hispanic, uh, yeah, maybe it's more difficult for you to go skiing. But it's also more difficult for you to go skiing if you're white and you're poor. So I, it's an equal opportunity. Cost is an equal opportunity uh, uh, barrier, I guess, barrier to entry. But everybody can walk in the woods. Literally everybody can walk in the woods. Everybody can go hiking. You yeah. just got to drive out there. Uh, uh, anybody can go camping. I mean, camping is really cheap. Camping is actually cheaper than normal living. It's rent-free. <laughs> Unless you go to a campground, then you got to pay the campground fee, which, which are getting more expensive these days. But but when I was growing up, anybody could go. I don't know. There, it just you know, It's kind of a funny thing. There is. I have kind of read up a little bit on the history of camping. You know, because it used to be something that we did um, regularly to survive human beings camping. <laughs> it was just called living normal life, right? Thousands of years ago when we were living in caves and stuff. But um, but eventually we developed something called civilization. And we were like, oh, great. We don't have to live in the outdoors anymore. And then after, you know, a few thousand years of that, people were like, oh, you know, it would be fun to go live like cavemen again. That would be... That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? And uh, this thing called camping took off and uh, became a huge thing in America. But it seems to, seemed to only really become a thing with, with white Americans. And, uh, and you know, it's okay. I mean, it's not necessarily... Look, I, I don't know. I don't know 
if if everybody thinks that's like I know lots of white people that don't like camping, that don't like hiking, that don't like any of that kind of stuff. In fact, Valeria is one of those people. <laughs> I've tried to convince you to go camping with me, and you you always say if yeah. you have a really nice trailer, like a super glamorous trailer where you can have your whole makeup. It's not about makeup. It's counted. about it's about shower, hot water. I hate freezing. Like I need hot water. Mm-hmm. I'm taking shower morning, evening. Yeah, if there mosquitoes. is no shower. Yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah. Now I'm from Oregon. We literally grew up. I, 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 I mean, I can't. We, we went camping probably several times a year or hiking or something, something kind of like that. We went into the woods all the time. I mean, we're practically living in the woods. In Oregon, camping is like a way of life. So I grew up with that. But you know, it's funny. You grew up in a village in the woods as well. Well, we could do like camp. We, we could go camping, but just for a day. Yeah. Go in the morning, come back in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Look, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, so they've been doing this for a while, right? Uh, these women are changing the face of outdoor recreation. They got this whole story about how, you know, they're getting people of color out in the woods. So they've been, they've been talking about this crap for a while, right? The nature gap, confronting racial and economic disparities in, uh, in the destruction and protection of nature in America. Look, Black people can go camping, Hispanic people go camping, Arabs can go camping, whoever they want can go camping. You don't need organizations to tell them go camping. It's it's a it's weird. It's it's a weird thing. It's like, look, there's this thing that white people like to do, but not a lot of other kinds of people like to do it. I think we need to make an organization. We need to set something up so that we can convince these other groups that they need to also come in and do it too. Because it's just not good. I think there's... the next the next step is going to be you can you can go camp or visit national park for free if you are not white. They can do this, <laughs> and I'm sure they will. will. They probably like will you don't have to pay like anything that. if yeah. if you are not white. Uh, it's it's so. And stupid. we will pay you if you are black. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah, there we'll you pay are. You because we need more representation yeah. in the woods. Oh my god, it's so stupid. Look, maybe they don't want to go out in the woods. Don't make groups that encourage people to go out in the woods that don't want to go in the woods, all right? Just let them stay home, you know, go to work, hang out with their families, do whatever it is they want to do indoors or wherever they want, okay? If they want to go camping, let them go camping, you know, but you don't have to, like, push them into it. So it's such a weird thing. Let people do what they want to do. People can make their own decisions, all right? A lot of these folks out there in the world, they can make choices for themselves. They're 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 grown up folks. All right, it's so freaking patronizing. It's just so bad. The left is so bad. They think they they treat they treat minorities as if they're children. They treat minorities as if they're children. Look, we know that you don't understand that camping's good, but but it is. So we're gonna we're gonna bring you out into the woods because you're black and you don't understand. I mean, just just let them do let them do whatever they want to do. You're not gonna ah my god, the left is so stupid. All right, next, next story. Sorry, I'm pissed off again now. Next story. <laughs> Columbia University to hold six segregate segregate graduation ceremonies. Oh oh, segregated. Segregated. It's a segregated. Well, I I I wrote that wrong. Okay, one one more time. I will read the article title. Columbia University will hold six graduation ceremonies according to students' race and chosen identities. That's right. That's right. So, 
Columbia University has been doing this for a while where they have like a black graduation ceremony segregated from the white Why? <laughs> ceremony. Uh, because they're morons. <laughs> That's like back in 1960? Or... Yes. Yes. Well, the reason is because black people, I guess, didn't want to be in the same ceremony or something like that. They felt like white people didn't deserve to be in the black ceremony or something. So they had their own and, ah, and they're just like, okay. okay. So if the black, if the white people demand that the black people have their own separate ceremony, that's, that's racism. But if the black people demand to have their own ceremony, well, that's just great. That's just wonderful. But, you know, and I didn't actually even want to bring this story up, but I did for one very specific reason, but I'm going to read through this here. So Columbia University is planning to hold six additional graduations. This is insane, by the way. Ceremonies for, for students according to their race and other aspects of how they identify. The New York City Schools website details graduation ceremonies for Native, Asian, Latinx, and Black students taking place for Columbia College, Columbia Engineering, General Studies, and Barnard College at the end of April. Another dubbed FLI graduation was for first-generation and or low-income community. Good God! They have... <laughs> They have a separate graduation ceremony just for poor people. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 yes, you, you poor people, you don't really want to graduate with the other folks, do you? No, you want your own ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make, we'll make another ceremony for you. We'll, we'll call it the, 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 the poor kids ceremony and we'll... We'll have it over here. The poor kids as as bright, as smart as white kids. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That's true. That's what Biden My said. My God, they have a ceremony for the poor people. They're separating out the rest of the students and the poor people. That's unbelievable. Um, first generation and or low income community. I'm guessing first generation means immigrants. So they're like, if you're, that's even worse so immigrants and poor people, they're on Together. They're together. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It, it, it's literally like a white supremacist dream. <laughs> this is the most amazing. I'm so glad I, I went with this story because I was actually not going to, but. Oh, that's, that is the funniest thing. I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Okay. Whew. Okay, the school also hosts a lavender graduation. <laughs> I am so sorry. I am so sorry. This is so unprofessional. A lavender ceremony, graduation ceremony? Okay, for the LGBTIAQ plus community. Good <laughs> God. I only think there's like six letters left in the alphabet. <laughs> and they're calling it the la Why don't they just call it the limp wrist ceremony? Uh, hey guys, uh, I know you guys are a little different than the rest of the students, so we're gonna we're gonna have another ceremony. We're gonna call it the limp wrist ceremony, the lavender ceremony. Oh my god! Aren't you want old people feel the same like together? Yes, that's like, America society. That's you guys idea. are you guys are all normal immigrants, poor LGBTQ plus X Y Z. You want to be with the rest of the people, so you will think you are all. By the way, I'm genuinely Normal. laughing. This is not, I'm not like putting this on for the show. Valeria can tell you, I would be laughing this loud just reading it by myself. She'd be like, why are you laughing so much? All right. Due to coronavirus restrictions, the ceremonies will take place online. 
Well, then what the, the that this is completely insane. It's unclear when the separate ceremony were announced. Uh, sorry, but Sunday was the deadline for nominating individuals in Columbia College, Columbia Engineering. Blah blah blah. blah. Who cares? Um, Columbia, they didn't. We didn't respond to Fox News. Okay. All right. So I don't. I'm not gonna read the rest of this crap. They, look, here, here's why I want to talk about this particular story. What 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 the hell are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Going backwards. Yeah, we're going backwards. We're separating everybody out by their some kind of weird demographic characteristics, and we're saying, uh, "I'm sorry that you, you can't sit with us. You've got to have your own thing that you're doing." And by the way, by the way, I want to see the white ceremony only. I want to see the white only ceremony that black people aren't allowed to to get into. It's going to be straight and white. I want to see that at Columbia. Because if they're doing all this other crap, then that's only fair, right? But of course they would never do that because that would be racist. That would be bigoted against sexual preference. You know, this is just so unbelievably stupid. Are they going to then bifurcate these racial groups by by gender as well? You're going to have the white male, and the white female, the black male. I mean, come on. How many groups are we going to do here? Uh, this is just going to get stupider and stupider. Now, but here's why I want to bring it up. So there's often been this idea amongst white supremacists and, and white nationalists that, that uh, you could create like a fund uh, to send uh, people back to Africa, like black people back to Africa who wanted to, to go. And then, and then you would just pay for them, right? Which I actually think is a fine, is perfectly fine idea. I don't actually have a problem with that. It's one of the few things with uh, white supremacists I don't go, that's terrible. And I do actually say it just like that when I hear certain things that white supremacists say. But, um, but that one, I'm like, yeah, fine. If you want to create a fund for black people, to just, you know, because they don't want to be here and you don't want them here, obviously. So uh, uh, <clears throat> I, I think that's perfectly fine. But then I read about a place called Liberia. Now, I've told you about Liberia, but I haven't told them about Liberia. So we did once. And, and so the reason I mentioned Liberia is because this whole idea of separating people out, right? Like giving black people, like, because where does this go? Where, what is the ultimate conclusion of this? Well, black people have their portion of America and then gays have their portion of America, presumably San Francisco. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Hispanic people have their portion of America. And like, you know, wh how far does this go until we have segregation again in America and we have everybody with their own sort of like individual, I mean, it's just getting stupider and stupider. You know, we have to encourage integration, not not segregation. That's what we have to encourage. Because once you segregate people enough, not every group's going to survive. Not every we work better together in America, taking the best of everybody, than we do separating people out and letting them just like fend for themselves. Because so there was a so Liberia is a country that and I it's amazing to me that nobody knows about this. But the reason nobody knows about this is because if people knew about it, I, I think it would. I think that I think people suspect that if people knew about it, it would make them respect black people less. Which maybe it would actually. Maybe it would actually. I don't know. Uh, this is one of the. This is one of the few things where I think well maybe it is good people don't know about this. But I'm going to tell you about it anyway. So Liberia was this country that was established by the United States to send former slaves after the Civil War. So after the Civil War and um, the slaves were emancipated, 
there was they tried to figure out ways of sort of amending the damage, right? The they had this idea of reparations with um what was it like twelve acres and a mule or or twenty acres and a mule or a certain number of acres and a mule they were gonna give to every black uh, person that was a slave. That didn't work out. The Democrats stopped them from doing that. So then they established this country, uh, Liberia, and they said any black person who wants to move back to Africa, who was enslaved here in America, they can move back to Liberia. And this is a country that we've established for you. You can move back. We'll give you a farm in Liberia, in Africa. And they went, great. So some black black uh, slaves took, the, took them up on this and moved to Liberia. And what did they do when they got to Liberia? They immediately enslaved... The local population. <laughs> they immediately enslaved the local population. And to this day, there is, like, basically civil strife. I and mean, people fighting each other, different tribes fighting each other. People hate each other in, in Liberia. And it is devolved into hell on earth. There is no place worse on this planet that I have ever seen than Liberia. If you want to see true depravity, the true dregs of the world, the kind of dystopian nightmare that you only read about in science fiction novels, watch a documentary on Liberia. It is astonishing. It is, there is rampant drug use. Prostitution, I think, is like one of the primary occupations for women in Liberia. Um, Everybody is on crazy kinds of drugs. Um, Heroin, cocaine, whatever. And they, um, Cannibalism is normal there. Cannibalism, eating human flesh is like t- normal for people. They, they don't do it like for lunch. But most of the population has eaten human flesh at some point in their lifetime in Liberia. That's how depraved that country is. It is it was one of the biggest failures in the history of the world of any attempt at creating any kind of country or anything. You guys look up Liberia. It is shocking. It's shocking. But, uh, but that came from just saying, look, you can separate yourself. If you don't want to be part of this community here that we have in America that obviously works very well, you can go do your own thing. These little experiments, they don't always turn out well. Sometimes they turn into dystopian nightmares. And so it's better that we all kind of just work together and try to like figure out the best way forward. Just taking people out of the system and saying, okay, go, go do your own thing. That is not going to end well. That is not going to end well. Anyway, sorry about that. That got a little dark. But look up Liberia. If you want it to get darker, look up a documentary on Liberia. It'll scare the crap out of you. All right. Next. Yeah, unless you have something to say about uh, cannibalism. You sure? You sure? I know it's a, you're keenly interested in the, uh, in the practice of can- cannibalism. No? no? All right. Well, let's move on then. Congressman wants to send troops at the Capitol to the border yes yes that's right so a congressman i don't know who this is has proposed that we send the so you know all the there are those troops stationed at the capitol right now like because they're afraid of of the yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the white supremacist insurrection that's never going to happen uh yeah so they keep pretending that they're afraid of trump supporters oh look at that foster farms smart crust just they have 25 grams of protein looks very good <laughs> uh let's see here um so anyway there's a congressman let's see who this is uh greg murphy i think looks like 
anyway, I'm, uh, yeah, Greg Murphy has proposed that we take all those National Guard troops, which are pointlessly, pointlessly at the Capitol, and just send them to the Mexican border to deal with the crisis down there. I think that is genius. Let's read some of this. Um, National Guardsmen stationed at the Capitol building should instead be sent to uh, to address the human humanitarian crisis at the southern border. A Republican congressman said Tuesday, the Guard... Uh, our, the Guard Our Border Act would reassign. Oh, he's actually written it into a into a proposal, into a proposed bill, uh, proposed law. Okay, the Guard Our Border Act would reassign ninety five percent of the National Guardsmen stationed at the Capitol building to the southern border, since the U.S. Capitol. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm getting like a gazillion. I thought maybe somebody was writing me and saying I was messing something up. All right, let's see here. Uh, least professional show on YouTube. The Capitol Police have acknowledged that there was that there is uh, presently no credible threat to our nation's Capitol building. Yet, because this administration's of this administration's new policies, there is a national security and public health threat at our southern border. Murphy said in a statement. Yes, that is absolutely true. Around 2,300 National Guard troops are scheduled to remain in Washington D.C. through May 23rd, despite the Customs and Border Protection. Um, is struggling to manage the increasing number of arrivals. According to Murphy, over 100,000 migrants were encountered by CBP in February, including nearly 20,000 immigrants traveling as a family and over 9,000 unaccompanied minors, according to the agency. Now, we have discussed this, and um, another big problem that they're having now is that the cartels are running drugs and other kinds of criminal activities across the border now, and they're using the immigrants as a distraction, as cover. So they'll, 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 they know exactly when they want to make an operation, they want to do an operation, so they'll send a bunch of migrants over. The Border Patrol will be completely and totally um, overwhelmed with these immigrants that they're catching crossing the border. And then the other areas of the, of the, uh, the crossing where, where they're, they're, they can no longer be because they're dealing with this other problem, the, uh, the cartels are just going straight through. I'm not stopped. They're fine because how are they going straight through? Because the border patrol is distracted. They're they're elsewhere. They can't there is catch a, there them. is a wall. What are they doing? Uh, what are they doing? Speci yeah. you're, uh, you're asking me the, the the specific tactics of crossing the border. Like are they driving across? I mean the last last one they like cut the wall, like part of the wall and Valeria. I think there's probably fifty to hundred methods that they have to cross the border in different places. Then the wall doesn't work. Well, Trump's wall didn't get built completely. They stopped building it. So now if we had Trump's wall, it would be a lot easier to stop these people. But that didn't get finished. So, <clears throat> so uh, but, but, but the newest news that we have about this is that uh, there were four people on the terrorist watch list that crossed recently. Uh, and uh, again, they're using this immigration crisis, all these illegal immigrants. They're using them as cover. So it's much, much worse than it used to be. But I think this is just a brilliant idea. I mean, on it, like this wasn't like a huge news story for me to bring up, just this guy proposed this, but it's something that I think people need to hear because I think it's it, it addresses two problems. One, we have this ridiculous leftist... I, I honestly think that the National Guards are there at the, at, at the Capitol as, a, as what we call a PSYOP, right? As a PSYOP. It's it's a psychological operation. They're there specifically for political theater. The 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 National Guard are there 
to create the illusion that there is a credible threat to politicians in Washington, D.C. by far-right extremists, Trump supporters, white supremacists, whatever you want to call them, this imaginary boogeyman of the right that Nancy Pelosi's created. So she's demanding these National Guard troops stay there to create this illusion that Republicans are bad. That's how crazy leftists are. It's political gamesmanship. It's absolutely... It's it's reprehensible. I mean, these politicians are the worst kind of human trash and we should not be every every democrat in washington is a criminal we need to get rid of them all right sorry i got angry again as i have a tendency to do shall we move on to the next story let's pretend let's pretend i didn't get angry at all shall we things are good things are good ladies and gentlemen life is nice all right next story though GoFundMe to cover Meghan Markle's mortgage fails miserably. <laughs> ah, this is your this is your time to shine. This is your time to shine. Yeah, I hadn't actually heard this story, but let me go ahead and read it, and then I want your reaction, okay? Yeah. Yeah. GoFundMe page set up to cover Meghan Markle's mortgage fails miserably. Meghan, why would they even do that? She's got more money than... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, a GoFundMe page that was set up to cover Meghan Markle's and Prince Harry's mansion, reportedly worth $14.65 million, only raised around $110. Oh, I love this story. Uh, Anastasia uh, Hansen, 56, told The Sun in a recent report, why do they keep trying to sell me pizza? This Foster Farms ad is like, it's intense. It's the Daily Caller, folks. All right, um... <clears throat> Uh, the son had a recent report that she she created a crowdfunding campaign to cover the mortgage of the nine-bedroom six. But why would you even do this? Why would you do this? Nine-bedroom, sixteen-bathroom mansion. After hearing the Duke and Duchess of Sussex tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey, the interview uh, thirty-six in the interview, thirty-six-year-old Prince Harry explained that he had been cut off financially by the palace after stepping down from the royal from royal roles oh oh the poor man the poor man but he also said that diana left uh, tons of money to him because she expected this to happen to harry oh really but then also didn't they just get like a several maybe like a hundred million dollar deal with netflix or something like that so I think they should be okay. Anyway. Uh, especially after stimulus checks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Ah, here is not getting one. That's a shame. Uh, he's not getting a stimulus check. You sure? He's British. Yeah, but she's American. Well, he is. I wonder if she gave up her American citizenship. I think it's probably got dual citizenship or something. I don't know. Who knows? All right. When, when they came to the USA, they were without jobs and with, and with limited funds. <laughs> Added Hansen, who lives close to the royal couple's estate in swanky Montecito, California. Oh, so she's like a she's rich herself. She's just an idiot. <laughs> she's just an idiot. All right, let's see here. They've stated that they've had a very rough time. So this fundraiser is a way to get to give help, compassion, and love by paying their home loan in full. She added, making it clear in her remarks. Uh, to the outlet, it was not set up as a joke, which is the which is the natural assumption. All right, the fundraising page is now inactive. The initial GoFundMe page read, "I am Anastasia Hansen of Cal- of Ventura, California, and I'm raising." She must be Russian, Anastasia. She must be a Russian girl that married some like rich guy. Probably. Yeah. 
pay off the mortgage for the Montecito, California home of, Me of Harry and Meghan, according to the outlet. <laughs> we're, what is it? We're, we're two million supporters to donate just $5 each. The goal is met and the loan can be paid off, the message read. The New York Post reporter reported, sorry, after their interview, I was moved with compassion uh, to help get their home paid off as they are now financially independent. This will help and be a loving gift. Harry reportedly inherited what now amounts to $13 million from his late mother, Princess Diana. The royal couple also have a production deal with Netflix for an estimated $100 million. Exactly. That's what I said. We have a super chat from Lauren Smart. Okay. She says, according to Meghan's biographer, she is wanting to run for president in 2024. Yeah, well, I did, I did a... I did a video about that. It's actually on my Mr. Reagan channel. Uh, if, you, if you switch over to that, you can check that out. That's a pretty good video uh, in which I, I talk about that, how that, my thoughts on it and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it, it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but uh, somebody made a good point the other day. They said um, back when she would, would have been the first biracial woman president, it might have been a good, she might have had some, you know, some cachet, some some uh, leverage there with the left. But now, Kamala Harris has stolen her thunder. Kamala Harris is now the first biracial woman vice president and will probably be the first biracial president. Sure will. As soon as uh, Joe Biden. Uh, what I mean by is just takes a nap. <laughs> and he forgets that he's president. And then they go, oh, maybe you should step down. Um but anyway, but what do you think about what do you think about this GoFundMe page? So we donate. We, I got five bucks. <laughs> that is the face of death, ladies and gentlemen. Not doing five bucks. You do not want your wife looking at you like that if she is a Russian. Let me tell you. Not five. <laughs> there, there it goes again. There it goes again. Terrifying. Terrifying. Um. But anyway, any any new thoughts on Meghan Markle? This was your this was your part. I this is your section. I don't like her. I don't want to talk about her. She's annoying. Wow. You know more about her than anyone I've ever met in my life. But <laughs> you don't want to talk about. It. Okay, we don't have to talk about. I her. I don't have a choice. Would you like to move she on? She's everywhere. One? It is pretty funny though that somebody set up a GoFundMe for like people that are millionaires in the like hundreds of millions of dollars we should definitely set up a gofundme for them maybe move into a, a smaller house maybe move into a smaller house maybe move into a house that's only 10 million dollars instead of what was it 25 why do they need 16 bedroom they don't mention that's my point it doesn't make it makes no sense it makes no sense some people are just rich and they're like 16 they, bedrooms they don't they don't ba have any bathrooms. sense they're like Oh, the environment. We 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 don't want to have more than two children because there is overpopulation. Uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, let's let's get sixteen sixteen bathrooms. Like how many bedrooms bathrooms there? Well, that's very they're very efficient bathrooms. So, but no, I, the thing is, these these two, I don't think either of them have any concept of how to manage money. I don't think I think they just saw a house that looked nice and they were like, well, let's get that. No, next to Oprah Winfrey's house. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They just they they just buy what they want because they have no they have no concept of money. Maybe they do need to go fund me. Maybe this Anastasia Hanson has. Maybe she's got it figured out. 
Um, yeah, so this is this is a silly story. We probably shouldn't have covered this, but come on, it's funny. It's a good laugh. We have ten minutes, fifteen minutes. We have two. No, no, two. One. Ah, one topic. Okay, that's good. All right, let's do it. What's the last topic of the day? Illegal immigrants run meth lab near elementary school. No, 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 school. no, no, no. There's two. There's two stories. Mm, I messed up again. Yeah, you messed up. Okay, <laughs> then two topics. Still two. Okay, congressman marches national. Guard to a Republican Green's office represent representative. Yes, Marjorie Green. So Marjorie Green said uh, said something that was uh, interpreted as being stupid, quote unquote. Right? Uh, she she basically she's people are saying that she didn't know that Amer- that Guam was an American territory. She thought it was a foreign country. <clears throat> That's not actually clear to me that that she didn't know that Guam was a that that Guam was an American territory. She may have known that. What she did was she listed off, from what I understand, I read this. I didn't actually see her say it. Um, she read off a list of con- countries that we give money to that we probably shouldn't. And she said, "Why are we giving money to these countries? Let's just stop giving money to these countries." And Guam was one of them. Guam's a U.S. territory. But the thing is, we probably shouldn't be giving it any money to guam either <laughs> uh but we have troops stationed on guam it's like i think there's a military base there so this guy to try it's like a publicity stunt i'll go ahead and play this because it's really weird let me just play Okay, so like the music and everything, it's it's just, it's very, very weird. It's weird, and it's cringy, and it's weird. And I, I, I this guy is a creep. So this this guy, um, what, what the heck is his name? All right, let me read some of this article here for you. Um, uniform members of the, let me switch the other thing. Uniform members of the Guam National Guard marched on the Capitol Office of uh, Representative Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene Monday in response to her having erroneously claimed last month that the U.S. territory was a foreign country. A, back- a fierce backlash erupted online over the use of the military for the political stunt, uh, which is a violation of Defense Department regulations. Well, that's, that is the really egregious thing, is that there was this Democrat congressman and he was like, hey, let's go mess with this Republican congressman. And he brought a bunch of military officers to her office. I mean, I know it was kind of supposed to be just like a funny prank, but it was just unbelievably stupid. He's just doing it to get attention on Twitter and social media and stuff like that. But like, and and I guess you could you could make the uh, argument that uh, all publicity is good publicity. But now people just hate him, like seriously hate him, and uh, he's got his own problems because I think he's like, um, he he's he's um. 
he's being investigated on on ethics violations for like stealing campaign funds and doing all this kind of crazy. He had like an affair with one of his one of the people in his office. Which, if he's single, I I never really thought that that uh, inter office dating was such a big deal. But um, but if he's married, probably a bit of a problem. Let's see here. Uh, during an unannounced visit led by Guam's only congressional delegate, Representative Michael San Nicolas, uh, more than uh, 20 Guam National Guard troops briefly met with one of Green's aides who stated the congresswoman was not presently in her office. Three-minute clip documenting the event was... They probably should have planned it when she was there. That <laughs> probably would have been a good idea. If you're going to plan a stunt, at least do it when the person's there. Uh, a three-minute clip documenting the event was posted later that day showing San Nicolas delivering a basket of uh, Chamorro chip cookies, a staple dessert enjoyed by Guamanians. They're called Guamanians. I think they should be called Guamaniacs. <laughs> I think that should be the name of the people of Guam. Along with a book about the island's history. Oh, just shut up and die. What a smug a-hole. What a piece of trash. Shortly thereafter, prominent figures as well as a flurry of appalled Twitter users took to social media to voice their dismay. Um, Brian Dean Wright, who's one of my personal favorites, uh, he said that we should we should execute uh, Comey and uh, and Strzok and Brennan. James Comey. I love that. I think that was him. Yeah, he said that they, they should be executed. He goes, I think they should get the death penalty. And he goes, and I'll tell you what. He goes, I, I'll pull the switch. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Love that guy. Anyway. Um, right. Okay, so he says, uh, we are witnessing the un unabashed polit uh, politicization of our military in violation of law and DOD regulations we stop this or america is done no free nation lasts when this stuff becomes the norm and and the really weird thing about this is they they're really politicizing the military right now they they've they've um a lot of the the left uh leftist politicians like uh i don't know who who's doing this i i assume it's pelosi she's been encouraging members of the military to make videos that are critical of like Tucker Carlson and things like that. I mean, it's it's a it's a flipping weird thing that's going on right now. The military is supposed to keep their mouth shut with regard to partisan political issues. They're, they're, they're supposed to be the military. We're all supposed to support the military, left or right. Uh, so when you get a bunch of high-profile military people coming out and basically saying we don't like these Republicans and Republican ideas and Republican stuff, it's a bit of a problem, you know. I mean, for the most part. For the most part, the military is Republican, and for the most part, those Republicans keep their mouths shut on political issues. You know, they sometimes have to voice their opinion when it's issues regarding the military. But I do think that the, the left is, is making a push to politicize the military against conservatives, which is a really weird thing to do, unless you're trying to do something nefarious, maybe. But um, but one, one thing that this gives us an opportunity to do is... Uh, Let's see here. Is oh look at that adorable panda! Wow, that's beautiful. Sorry, I'll, I'll cover that up whilst I'm looking here. So let me go to YouTube and uh, search for the most egregious thing um, ever said by a congressman about Guam. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, uh, but there was once a congressman. His name is Hank Johnson. And this is the funniest thing ever said by any congressman ever because it is unbelievably stupid. It's the way 
six-year-olds think. Not even six-year-olds, probably like three-year-olds. This is the way three-year-olds think islands work. This guy... <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say I'm just going to play it. I'm just going to play it. And we'll see what you guys think about this. It's pretty funny. You may have watched this before, but it's pretty funny. No, no, hold on. Level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore? And at its smallest level, uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. So 20, 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island, and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that. Uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000, and again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000. This bill. That is. Is he on drugs? No, no, no. He's just really stupid. My fear <laughs> is that the whole <laughs> island will it talks uh, like uh, I do. <laughs> uh, capsize. <laughs> you know, what really makes that funny, actually, and I never show this on when I show his bit, and I should always show this full video whenever I do it, because I do put this on my show occasionally. The funniest thing about that is how precise he's trying to be with the dimensions 24 yeah, like, miles uh, long. From what I understand through my scientific calculations is that uh, at its uh, at its slightest wide point, <laughs> it is uh, only approximately a fraction of uh, 36 feet. I, I mean, the guy, oh my God. He's like trying to sound smart. Clearly, he's trying to sound knowledgeable and intelligent. And then he says, <laughs> the reason he's providing him with all these numbers is to ask him to estimate whether or not the island will capsize because, <laughs> because islands they work like icebergs really they're just these big floating floating things in the ocean good god i wonder why he thinks that islands stay in one place <laughs> it's maybe he thinks they're tethered to the to the floor of the sea or something i don't know anyway that that uh all right that's we can move on to the next story, though. That's crazy. But that's pretty funny. Anyway, do you have anything to say about Guam, darling? No. Anyway, so anyway, that the guy that's the representative from Guam, total a-hole. 
And he's being investigated for ethics violations, so screw him anyway. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? They're probably going to make Guam into a state soon, so... I don't know. Whatever, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So what? She made. So she made. She said something that was interpreted as a mistake. I don't know if it really was a mistake. I don't know if she didn't know that Guam was a, a territory. I don't know. Anyway, I'm done with that story. I had my fun. Democrats are stupider than Republicans. That's that's the that's the moral of the story. All right, moving on. <laughs> Last story: Illegal immigrants run meth lab near elementary school. Yeah, I didn't have time to read this article, but let's have a look at it. Let's see here. Illegal immigrants sentenced to prison for running a meth lab near a Georgia elementary school. You know, I mean, the, the reason that this is an important story, I think, is obvious. Sorry, i got a hair in my face. Uh, it's obvious, which is that, you know, they always say that immigrants are good for America, right? And and the left even kind of, the left even pushes this idea that illegal immigrants are good for America. Illegal immigrants are they're good. They're good for America. They're good people. They're just looking for a new life. They're looking for a new life as as meth dealers. I don't know. I mean, are they meth dealers? They're meth cooks for sure. Um, I wonder if they're one of their names is like um, George Walter Blanco. <laughs> My Breaking Bad fans will figure out what that means. All right, so illegal immigrant sentenced to prison for running a meth lab near a Georgia elementary school. Three illegal immigrants have been sentenced to federal prison for manufacturing and distributing methamphetamine in a Norcross, Norcross, which I imagine is a town, a Norcross, Georgia home where a child lived and less than 200 feet from an elementary school. They had a kid as well. That's messed up. Uh, Robert Arroyo Garcia, a.k.a. Robert, or not Robert, a.k.a. Walter Blanco. Valeria doesn't understand what I'm saying. Um, a Mexican national whose history of two deportations related to drug convictions. He was deported twice already? What the hell is he doing here? Like, just execute him at this point. Was sentenced Monday to 22 years in prison to be followed by 10 years of supervised release. Okay. Just throw away the key, guys. Come on. <laughs> the Department of Justice said in a press release... Um, Zuri Brito Arroyo, a.k.a. Jesse, 28, and uh, Bonifacio Brito Maldonado, I'm running out of characters from Breaking Bad, uh, 24, who also both illegally entered the United States from Mexico, received 21 and 19 years in prison to be followed by 10 and 5 years of supervised release, respectively. All three, all cousins pleaded guilty in October 2019. According to the DOJ, immigration agents investigated meth distribution in 2017 were led to uh, Nor the Norcross house they believed was being utilized as a meth lab. While agents were watching the house, Georgia State Patrol officers stopped Brito Arroyo. Actually, I have a friend named Brito. Burrito? <laughs> not, not Burrito. <laughs> no, no. I won't say his first name, but he's an awesome guy, actually. Um, we got five bucks, no question, from huh? John Hill. All right, you want to just uh, step away from the story for a moment? I just want to say no question, just five bucks from John Hill. Oh, thank you, sir. You're a gentleman. Uh, let's see here. Well, okay, blah, 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 blah. Troopers found $10,000 in cash wrapped in cellophane uh, in, in, in the car as well as a 9 millimeter pistol. Now, my guess 
is that they found something more like $100,000 wrapped in cellophane or maybe a million dollars wrapped in cellophane and they reported $10, or $10, $10,000. Hello? Are you paying attention? Yeah. Did you hear this? What I said? What did I say? What did I say? You said something. <laughs> You know what? I deal with this in my personal life too, folks. This isn't just this isn't just for the show. I said something brilliant and mildly amusing, and you were busy doing your own little private business. Okay, I said I read here that it says that they found ten thousand dollars wrapped in cash. My guess is they found something more like a hundred thousand dollars, or maybe even like a million dollars wrapped in cellophane, and they only just logged. Ten thousand dollars into the thing, and because who knows? Who, who knows? knows? That's what I would do if I were a cop. I should never be a cop because I would keep all the money I found at any drug bust. That's not a good money. Anytime. That's I don't not care. a good money. I don't no, care. that's not the good money. Don't care. Anytime there would be a drug bust, I'd go. Can I do it? <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do the drug bust. I, I know it's dangerous, but I, you know what, guys? I'll take one for the team. I'll, I'll go. Ahead. Yeah, no, boss. No money this time no, either. No, no, this money will never make you happy. I didn't. I didn't drug the kids. But the money. Yeah. That's not a good money. It's not. It's just not good. You, you Russians and your superstitious nonsense. It's good money. <laughs> it's good money. <laughs> not all money is good. It's just as green as my money. All right. Okay, so you see, you see, I've got. So this is she keeps me in check. Okay, when I want to steal money from drug dealers, she's the one that stops me. All right, let's see here. Um, <laughs> they only had eight bucks on them. They only had eight bucks on them. Who? What? Somebody Who said that. Yeah. Like why ten thousand? Just say they only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I checked their pockets. <laughs> let's see here. Um. Let's see. Oh, oh, they found they found even more bundles of cash and an electric money counter totaling 41,000. Man, they, these cops might be really honest. I feel bad for them. Oh, and they oh, they found 8,500 in another place somewhere else. Okay, cops, if you're doing a drug bust and you find 40, 50, 60, whatever it is, $1,000 in cash, take some of it. Please. It's a little bit of a bump for you guys. You're putting your life in danger. Okay, maybe not take the whole thing because, as Valeria said, it's dirty no, money. no, don't take anything. Yeah, take, take, take a grand. Okay, just take a grand. Go on vacation to, ironically, Chris, Mexico. You, Chris, would you be happy spending money that, like, I don't know, found found from these drug dealers? No. If I took out those drug dealers, hog tied them. You know, maybe punched one of them in the face, took those drugs off the street. Yes. How else do superheroes make money? Yeah, sure. They got they got a little, little bit of a money money from. I the don't point. think Spider Man had the salary. Exactly. <laughs> that is my point. Spider Man did not have a salary. I I would not have a pleasure to spend money like this. I like spend my uh, money. I work hard on. You know, I know Valeria, I deserve me this. Either it would be tough for me, but I would I would do it. I would make the <laughs> sacrifice. How do you think Peter Parker afforded all that photography equipment? <sighs> just saying, just saying. 
Anyway, point is... And you're calling me Jew. <laughs> I, no, I don't. You call you yourself Jew. No, you always say like, <coughs> Jew. <laughs> <laughs> do I? <laughs> do I do that? You know, people are going to believe you, and, <laughs> and then I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> She's like 1% Jewish, so anytime she does something cheap, because she's just a cheapskate, she goes... It's the Jew in me. I'm like, no, it is. It's just a cheapskate. It's all right. All the Jews out there, I'm Scottish. We're worse. We're worse. We're worse. I know it's a. I know it's a stereotype. Okay, let's see here. So yeah, it's, I mean, the point of this whole thing is just that, is just that illegal immigrants aren't always good guys. There's this idiotic idea on the left that like every illegal immigrant is just like some poor mother trying to feed their children. They're not all poor mothers trying to feed their children. Some of them are Walter Blanco and his partner, Jesse. I can't think of a... I'm trying to think of like a Mexican last name. <laughs> Gomez, Lopez, Gonzalez, Rodriguez. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. Uh, I forget Jesse Pinkman is his name, so you'd have to come up with a Spanish version of Pinkman. I think it's something like Rosé or something like that. Anyway, I think that's all for the stories, right? Is that all our stories? We got one more? No, we're done? We're good? Are we, we are done. Are we good? Oh, we are done. Ladies and gentlemen, we will take your questions and comments now. If you have anything to say, but you don't want to spend any money, just put toxic masculinity in there, at toxic masculinity, and we'll see you light up in orange for us. It'll make it easier for us to see. Uh, do, we, do you have anything yet? Do you have anything interesting yet? No. Why is my phone lighting up today so much? I think people don't realize I'm doing a live show. Hello, friends. I'm doing a live show here. Yeah. Somebody's talking about his... Uh, Diet habits, buddy <laughs> Kurt. Anyway, do we have anything interesting? Being uh, no. Yeah, if you can. I was trying help. to stall for time for you, but it didn't help you clearly. <laughs> or you could help me to look. All right, I'm. I've just. Uh, oh, okay. So it's going really fast. Okay, let's see here. Bigfoot. Bigfoot a chipmunk says. Uh, Meth is easy to get and cheap enough that unemployed people can find fairly simple ways to get it. It's destroying lives. Absolutely right. Imagine how much more crime Spider-Man would have stopped if he didn't have a day job. Yeah, now that's a good... I forgot... I, yeah, I kept saying his photography equipment. I forgot that that photography equipment was specifically for his day job. Yeah, it's a very good point. Uh, let's see. I saw that somebody I know wrote me. Where is it? Now let's see here. Uh, come on, Valeria. We need. We need people are writing. Read stuff. What's going on? Have you ever been to Asheville? I, I haven't actually been to Asheville, but I had a good friend from Asheville. No, not Asheville. Ashland. Asheville. Ha I don't know. Who? Who's? Who's? Who's this? We N C C. I think they mean Ashland. Asheville. I remember to Asheville. I think they mean Ashland. Oh, there, there's a place called Ashland, Oregon. Which I assume that, that I assume that's what they're talking. I don't know what Asheville is. Um, I used to have a good friend from Ash Ashland, Oregon. Ashland, Oregon has uh, the Shakespeare Festival every year, which is a big. I I don't know what I would call it. It's some kind of like a. It's just a bunch of like plays that they put on, like Shakespeare plays and stuff, and. uh 
Yeah, it's a big event. People call, come from all over the world, but I've never been there. <laughs> but I had a good friend. She used to work it all the time. Mark, how much do you bench? Oh, that's a good question. What is We, it? Uh, bench press. Uh, I used to bench quite a bit, but it's been a while. In school. Yeah, I could tell you're. I'm tiny. Yeah. It's easy to. I I I uh I used to know this, um, but I haven't done this in a very very long time. But we're going to start going to a gym because they've just opened the gyms in California. Thank God, they just opened the gyms. So we're we're probably going to start going to either Gold's Gym over here or Equinox. We haven't decided yet. We did just sign up for Gold, so we should probably go I, there. I I do not want to go to Equinox. She overpriced. Doesn't, she doesn't like things that are too overpriced, and I think there's. Despite the the fact that she looks like a an elitist, bitch. Uh, if I will go she's to actually Equinox, a very practical girl. If I will go to Equinox, every old rich guy will think that I'm trying to find some sugar daddy or something. Yeah, if you wear your ring, you have a ring that I bought you. Do you really believe that? Well, no, because like, it doesn't look like, like they're like I will buy you ten times. It doesn't. Her ring doesn't expensive. look like a wedding ring. She she picked a very specific design, so she didn't want something that was too flashy. She picked something that was very understated. I, I'll tell you my I'll tell you my bench. I'll go I'll go bench for a, a while again. I'll get back into it, and then I'll let you know. But I, it's been a long time since I've done a max. I haven't really done max in, in a long, long time. Um, let's see here. Tekosora says, are there acting roles left I just wanted to read that question. You stole it from me. You stole well, keep it. Keep reading. Keep reading. There's others. Um, yeah, if, you don't, if they don't know you're a conservative, yeah. <laughs> if they don't know you're a conservative, they're all available. They're all available. Uh, it's a tough business. Uh, acting is a tough business. The film industry is a tough industry. Um, it, it's not... Uh, you're not going to succeed out here unless you have friends Or unless you can get in somehow, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter And you have how... to be a Jew. Valeria, <laughs> don't say stuff like that. You're going to get us into trouble. Uh, Why? Why? Because people think that that when people say stuff like that, that they hate Jewish people. No, I'm Jew. You're one percent Jewish. But I'm Jewish. You can't. I have it in my DNA. I can't claim. It's ridiculous. Okay. You can't. You can't say I'm one percent something. Therefore, I can make jokes about them. I I do because I am. I my rule is you can make jokes about anybody for any reason, for any reason. My best friend is a Jew. Yeah, she makes she makes Jew jokes more than anyone I've ever met. She's my like my my best friend Jew another gay, so I can make jokes about. Every no friends. According to the left, it doesn't matter if you have friends. You're still an evil bigot because you're okay, white. Okay, okay, got it. I'm not gonna say any, <laughs> anything. <laughs> And new five 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 user says that ring won't stop anyone. <laughs> And I I I don't wear jewelry in a gym because you scratch them. Yeah, yeah, true. You... Yeah, true. Come on, man. Hollywood is dead. I hope so. Okay, Taco Magnet. Have you read the law deprivation of rights under color of law? Chris? Uh, have you read the deprivation of rights under color of law? I mean, I know what color of law is. 
Um, oh, oh, deprivation. Okay, so he's, she's probably talking about how you can't just take money uh, uh, from a drug dealer once you break into their house and just take it. Uh, I'm not saying that what they would do... I'm not encouraging police to do something that is legal. I'm saying that if you do something that's illegal, most of us won't mind. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, tell us a joke. Okay, I'll tell you a joke. This is from uh, WNC Cornhole. Lovely name. Your mother must be so proud. So, uh, <laughs> so the joke that I had prepared for today, which I forgot to tell, was... Um, Oh, what was it? I had come up with it just before the show. It was, um, um, okay, yeah, this is it. Uh, hey guys, remember in 2020, Joe Biden got more votes than any other president in history. <laughs> to me, that is the ultimate joke. <laughs> that is, that is a joke played on the entire nation. That's not true. Um, see, read. No, no. Nothing about Jews. You can Stop be, reading about Jews. You can be 1% Jew. How does that work? Well, it work. I don't know how that works, actually. It's a weird thing. Because not only are you 1% Jewish, when you first got the the ancestry DNA thing, it said you were like 0.2% Jewish. 0.3%. Yeah, and she was celebrating. She was like, yay, I can get one of those little stars. <laughs> Which she did get. She, you got one. Just the DNA showed I'm uh, 92% Russian, 7% Ukrainian, Polish, and 1% Jew. <laughs> oh, good. That's they like the joke. Worked. They like the joke. You should do stand-up. I, di I did have a whole set for stand-up. I have one joke that's actually a little bit vulgar, but it's a joke that I, that I, I always thought was quite funny. About um, how, well, I have, there's a lot of, I have a lot of bits. I'm not going to go over them. All right, let's see here. Never gets old. All right, well, do you want to, um, do you want to, do you want to save our hilarity? So I, I put out a new video, guys. So there's a new video coming out tomorrow morning on the Mr. Reagan channel. It's called, it's called uh, Barack Obama. They're making a movie. They're making a they're making a Barack Obama Superman movie. What? Yeah, uh, a Superman based on Barack Obama. Black Superman based on Barack Obama. This is speculation at this point, but this is not a joke. This is a real character that was in comic books that was written by a crazy Scottish guy who I'm pretty sure is a drug addict. But anyway, um, yeah, watch the video tomorrow. It's very enlightening. It's very interesting. And uh, I think you guys will all enjoy it. That'll drop at 3 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 a.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. So, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea of race swapping characters because they can only be race swapped in one way. <laughs> You're only allowed to make white characters other races. You're never allowed to make other race characters white. And so we're slowly de-whitening every character in every everything they made like Anne Boleyn I know mm -hmm. in, in a British a TV show or something like that black it's like what are you doing that's a historic character it doesn't make any sense I mean it's getting to the point where it's just like weird and they get all these characters like they're just like oh let's just de-whiten everything let's make everything multicultural it's like 
to me, Superman is a mythological character from American, from the great American tradition of, of um, you know, fictional storytelling. And it comes from a period in which we didn't really have a, a hugely mixed race population. It was mostly a white population. And so all those characters were white. And I don't, I don't see the benefit in, in changing them. I don't see the benefit in changing them. It's just virtue signaling. It's just crappy virtue signaling. You know what it is? It's actually racist against white people. Because you know who likes it when they change white characters to other colors? Race, people who are racist against white people, that too. And that's something I didn't say in the video. So a little bit of extra there for the viewers of, of Toxic Masculinity. All right, guys. I think that is, that's it. Let's, uh, let's call it a night. And then we will see you again tomorrow. Same toxic time, same toxic channel. Uh, I'm toxic, she's masculine. And together we are. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> oh, you got dark. You I... got dark. Valeria race swapped by the end of the night. Look at that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Good night.